welcome to Last Night Recap, the podcast that takes the EMEA and America Apple Edgy Chat and recaps them in a serious but not way. I'm your host, Martin Coots, and as always, I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts. Let's go with the person who is sitting probably the closest to me geographically, Mr. Matthew Pullen. Good evening, everybody. Well, it depends when you're listening to this, obviously. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Uh, yeah, hi, how are you? Good, good, yeah. It's, uh, it feels like so long since we've spoken to you. It does seem a while. Yeah. Uh, what have I done since I last spoke to you? Been been working on some, some JTW and some RMS coding. Um, nice. And, and some... Uh, the phrase yeah. you're actually looking for, Matt, is JSON. Oh, that was, that's, the <laughs> that's the one you're looking for. <laughs> if, if I remembered what you said, that would probably would have been funny. Uh, yeah. Nice. And I'm sure he's sitting with a big bowl of ice cream. It's Mr. Johan Anderson. Definitely. Um, dishes done. Dinner done. Yeah. Kids in bed. Check. Nice. Ice cream time. Nice. Is it in your rucksack? <laughs> yes, definitely. I have a rucksack of ice cream. Nice. You had a good week? Yeah, I did. Um, it was really interesting. Um, yeah, I'll tell you later. Yeah, definitely. So how are you doing? Yes, good. Yeah, busy week as well. Uh, we had an in-service day on Tuesday, so it's only been a three-day teaching week this week. But yeah, it's been it's been pretty jam-packed. Nice. Good. And I think the question on everybody's lips is hashtag, well, first of all, does he know musicals? And second, hashtag, where's Kurt? Ooh, I don't know about the musical ones. I've, I've okay. been studying, though. I've been studying. Good. Right. So so do you know you know more about the area that you're in? Um, about this area? Yes, I know a little bit more about this area. Okay. So, uh, Matt, do you want to give a guess first? Uh um, oh, well, put on the spot. Uh, I haven't got Google Maps open. Uh, <laughs> say, say some random letters. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that only works with me. Oh. Uh, are you on the the east coast? I am on the east coast. There we go. I've narrowed yeah. it down for you two. Nice, um, Johan. I, I think it, so. Is, east is, is closer a... to you guys, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is there a big bell close to you? There is a big bell, and it has a crack in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, uh, is the bell no longer in the bell tower that no. it once was? It is now a, uh, a big touristy place. That's fine. So... Paris! <laughs> Disneyland! Glasgow! No, sorry. Uh... <laughs> You are, of course, in the city of brotherly love. I am in Philadelphia, my nice. friends. Oh, nice. But you weren't in Philadelphia up until about an hour ago, is that right? Yes, yes, yes. I'm just on the ground, landed. Are you, are you just back from Oklahoma? Yeah, I need to catch up on that uh, on that musical. I had no. Oh, idea. I thought it was no West clue. West Side Story. Yeah, I mean, it's about. only. I think the musical is oh. only sixty years old, Kurt. So you know, you're. you're oh, you're... see, that's why I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't made yet. <laughs> this is this is true. So what you made now, so you're talking like mafia things now. <laughs> that's yeah, why closer that... to closer to New York. So exactly, yeah. that's what I thought. Well, we know that there's a big mafia scene in Oklahoma, so 
Oh, oh do we? You know a lot about Oklahoma. You know, like, you'll have to do some explaining, I think. I mean, I know it now. He's not Scottish. He's from Oklahoma. Yeah. No, this is this is very true. Yes, my my clan set up. This is it. My secret passion is actually musicals, which we could talk about for quite a lot. But Kurt, why don't you give us a, a rundown of what's happening on this week's show? Yeah. So for this week, we um, have a look at what happened on the uh, Apple EDU chat uh, on the EMEA side. It was all about everyone can create in the classroom. And that was hosted by Claire Jones and Alice Nutt. And then on the America's side, um, we were talking about let's get social. And that was done by Michelle Smits, um, Schmitz, John Albert and Bill Ziegler. And then um, I want to throw in the hashtag of the week, um, which just popped up on Twitter. Um, and I wanted to promote that a little bit is hashtag shape your wisdoms. And that came from that last week's chat all about learning languages. Mm-hmm. So if you want to participate and use some shapes in Keynote and um, get some sayings out and then see if people can guess them. So that's hashtag shape your wisdoms. Kurt, can I just say I've had a go at some of them and, and the, the, best i can come up with is just saying the three things and hoping that there's some sense in it so, so you're, are you just are you just saying are you just saying clock bird snake yeah and if you say it in a slightly different accent sometimes it sounds like a word so. nice <laughs> I, I think that's what they meant with ssl it's just the first letter of the word that appears yeah this is true yeah yeah nice okay now I think I'm not going to spoil it, but I think we might have a new segment coming up this week. Is that true? There is this week. We're we're, we're trying something different. We're going. Uh, it's it's a little bit out there, but instead of questions with Matt, we're going for ideas with Matt. And the most so, important question is, do you have a new jingle? Yes, there is a new jingle. Oh, yeah. right. Strap yourself in, guys, because this wait, is going wait. to be a barn bust. I, I have. I have to take some scopes. <laughs> Guys, what do you say we get straight into it and do a recap of the EMEA chat? All right. Okay, we'll be back just after this little jingle. Okay, it's time for EMEA recap. Those are lasers. They're lasers. I've decided that if Matt's going to have a jingle, I'm going to have lasers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that from a, a musical? <laughs> no, it's from Star Wars. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Guys, as Kirk told us, the um, Amia chat this week was called Everyone Can Create in the Classroom, hosted by Claire Jones and Alice Nutt. And it was a, it was a pretty well, um, it, was a, it was a good chat. It was a well-attended chat. We had some good, um, we had some good discussion points going up. Um, I'm going to start with the Amia tweet of the week, which comes from... Uh, friend of the show and former guest, uh, Mr. Simon Pyle at Mr. Pai Lee on Twitter. And um, it was in response to question number four. Um, and it says, in what ways can iPad encourage independent creative use for continuous provision? And I didn't quite know or understand what this continuous provision means, but in the in England and Wales, it's to do with early years pupils. It's to do with pupils who are who are around four or five years old and how they can sort of learn independently and work independently. But Simon's answer is relevant for everyone. And it was, the iPad becomes more than just another resource. If it's used well, it becomes a tool for pupils to be independent, capturing moments, 
experiencing feelings, or sharing stories using pictures, voices, or words. It's a tool they use rather being teacher-led, which I thought just kind of summed up what we are talking about and what we're doing quite a lot when it comes to um, meaningful technology use. Matt, you and I speak about this quite a lot, about the iPad being seen almost like a, a pencil case, like a digital book bag type of, uh, type of thing. Yeah, like a rucksack. Like, like a rucksack, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly like a, so it's the iPad rucksack. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, there was a lot of sentiment like that. But the question um, that I, I wanted to recap was uh, question five again. And I know I'm, I'm kind of throwing it out, but this question is all about digital art. And as you guys know, you all take part in it as well, or you, you, we speak about digital art. It's something I quite... I've I, I taken quite an interest in lately is, is learning how to do artwork on the iPad using the pencil, whether that's text um, or whether it's the everyone can sketch stuff that, Matt, you take, in, you yeah. take an active role in as well. Yeah. So question five was saying, digital art is a growing medium thanks to artistic apps and tools like the Apple Pencil. And the question was, is it possible for pupils to experience a wide range of artistic techniques using iPad? And I think the sentiment behind it was if they don't have a pen or a paintbrush, can they still learn the techniques that, that come together? Um, I'll get your opinions in a, in a short second, but most of the sentiment was yes. And Alicia Bankhofer uh, said, short answer, yes. Once you show them the drawing tools and apps like Keynote and Pages, they take it from there. So she was pretty much short and sweet and to the point with that answer, but totally relevant, totally to the point. Someone else who's very, very active at showcasing the work that his students do, as well as creating his own uh, digital artwork, is uh, ADE uh, of the new class 2019, Damien Parker, who's not too far from you, Matt. Well. And his answer was, we spent a lot of time developing digital design at St. Cyrus School. Myself and new ADE as well, Mrs. Hilthout Art, have seen some amazing results using apps like Concepts and Procreate most recently Keynote. Students understand the principle of painting, sketching and layers. And it was that last part um, that I was wanting to highlight is the layering, because that's something that people don't necessarily think about, but um, they're doing every time they're creating something in Keynote. If they have shapes at the front, shapes at the back, they're learning how to layer. It's what we would call arranging, but all the layers really tie into it. Uh, Karen Irwin, uh, again, new ADE at KMI underscore EDU, says, I honestly think, as much as I love everything iPad, there are some artistic things that are best experienced by being messy. For example, colour mixing. Yes, you could do this on the iPad, but where's the slapping of paint and the slopping of colours and the paint down your shirt? So she's kind of, you know, putting that alternate view on it, which is a very, very relevant point. I suppose from my point of view, it's there's no longer a need for messy play or you no longer have to worry about messy play because you're still getting the, the opportunity to you're still getting the opportunity to experience the end result. I don't know what you guys think with that one. I think it's a mix. It's, 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 yeah. it's that balance, you know, yes, there's there's always gonna be a place for messy play and, and you know, you, you learn a lot through mixing colours physically doing it yourself. But there's not always the opportunity to do messy play, and and sometimes um, I know that from experience, um, I know my son and lots of other children will be the same as this. 
they worry about being creative on paper because if it goes wrong, it's a waste of paper. Yeah. And obviously yeah. people trying to be more environmentally friendly and it's, it's obviously big topics in lots of schools these days. So therefore, does that limit their creativity? But when I've shown him my iPad, there's that, you know, you just, oh, if it's not worked, I'll just quickly rub it out and, and I have not wasted anything. And I think, you know, that there's always going to be a place for that as well as, yes, there's going to be a place for messy play and getting messy and, and, and painting in traditional methods. So yeah. I don't think anyone's advocating here, let's ditch paper. And One paper or the pens. other. Yeah. No, it's, no, no. It's, you know, you can experiment in two ways and maybe you can practice um, yeah. doing it in a clean way and, and then you can explore doing it in a messy way. And then That's a good point. And then contrast. Yeah. You know? yeah. It was actually um, Cathy Hunt who, uh, who's been pioneering that approach. She's calling it like a hybrid approach where, mm-hmm. um, yes, there's, there's focus on, on the... Um, but there's a, a well-balanced mix between what you can do with analog tools and digital tools. Um, and, and then there's just things you can do on the iPad that you can't do on, on paper or any other structure like wall or wood, or, but the other way around too. So combining the two, I think, can deliver a new form of art. I saw, I saw um, And that's what's happening. Here. Yeah, I saw something of that recently, actually, and I, I, I don't know who it is, but, you know, if they're listening, credit to you for this. I don't know if you saw on Twitter the ink blot thing that someone was doing, and they, they there's just an ink blot on paper, and they'd taken a photo of it and then drawn over the top and then turned something which was messy into mm-hmm. something else. And, you know, I think that's exactly as you were saying there, Kurt, that combination of things. You know, you take something artistic that you've done practically and then take a photo of it on your iPad and then turn it into something else again. And, yeah. So that, yeah, yeah and that makes me think of that idea in um, in the Everyone Can Create photo book um, that's all about personifying um, an object. Yeah, taking yes. a picture of a, of a a can and then turning it into a, like a living thing. Yeah, um, which you can I mean there's been millions of dollar movies like Toy Story that came from from a, an approach like that. Yeah. Um, like what thinking of, of um, what objects think and how they feel and, mm-hmm. and things like that. I think so. whilst, whilst we're talking about opportunities as well, I was, I was doing a training session this last week with, with a group of students and a couple of children were putting together a, a book about themselves and one girl started drawing herself and I could see she was getting frustrated because, you know, what she wanted to draw wasn't what was coming out. Yeah. So I just showed her, you know, the, the take a photo of yourself and then sketch over the top, you know, with the, the change in your opacity. And it just it just seemed to light something up in her when, when she was looking at what she was creating and thinking, oh, my, I can draw. Yeah. You know, when she compared her first drawing, which was a blob of pink, you know, color with a couple of eyes on it to actually then mm-hmm. having her features and the shape of her face and you know, suddenly she it, it did unlock something in her. So, you know, that might lead to her then exploring that on paper and pen and paint and everything. But it gave her an opportunity to see that she it can definitely create something. So takes that away. I think it takes away that fear for a lot of uh, children. And and we must must understand that these kids grow up playing games. And if you yeah. make a mistake in a game, you just start all over again. Yeah. And you don't lose anything. And and in this case. Um, it's like like you just mentioned, Matt. Um, when you feel like you made a mistake on a on a drawing, um, erasing it might not completely erase the whole thing, and yeah. you leave traces. So up there goes another piece of paper in in the in the bin, um, and and 
on the iPad, you just start all over again. Yeah. Um, and that's or the... just undo it a few times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's this going back and forth. I mean, the I was doing the opacity thing uh, today. We were doing a, we have a project that we do with um, primary five pupils who are nine years old, and we take a modification of the All About Me Apple Teacher task. And what we do is we have the kids take a profile picture, they draw around themselves, but then they tie it to the movie Inside Out. So they have five pages, uh, one for joy, one for anger, one for sadness, one for disgust and one for fear. And they use the shapes within it to um, they use the shapes within Keynote to, to fill their head with the things that, that relate to each of their emotions. And what the, uh, the kids do is they, they use their own head, they fill it, they trace over it using the using the pencil. And it's it's remarkably effective from such a simple it's a, it's essentially a silhouette of themselves but it's a very very effective effective learning t- uh, technique for them because all, all artists trace that uh, you know that's a that's a thing that, that that everyone says that that's out there is that good artists trace if they need to um there's you know as as you practice more and more and apps like shadow draw are quite good for this because what they'll do is they'll they'll give you a template that you start with and you 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 draw around it and you you start to build it up and you're practicing 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 but that all begins somewhere and as matt was saying for that little girl to trace around her face that's maybe sparked something in her like he says she can now draw and it's not because she was shown a she was shown a particular technique. It's because she had the opportunity to explore without fear that she was wasting paper or creating something that didn't look right. Well, a lot of it's yeah, down no. to those fine motor skills of knowing how to hold the pencil or yep. whatever it might be in the right way, so that you can get the right arc of a of a curve, or you know, it's it's building up brush strokes, etc. So. You know, we all we all have to start somewhere, don't we? So tracing yeah. certainly is. It gives you that confidence to play. Yeah. And from play crumb comes that creativity, and 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 it keeps growing, and and I think it changes a lot of the self esteem and and the view you have about yourself. Yeah. Because that the hardest question you can get in that context is, do you think that you are creative? Yeah. And, this is and the a point. lot of people will say, no, I'm not an artist. Then. What does that define being an artist? Having a picture at the Louvre? Well, this is true. And just to finish this up, um, I actually want to take a tweet from an art teacher, the before-mentioned Laura Hiltout. Um, And she says, in our school, the iPad is an additional media on their media list like any other. Skills development on the iPad and traditional media go hand in hand. You need traditional skills to draw, but skills on the iPad can be transferred to traditional media. So it's all it's all about the process. It doesn't matter whether you're using pencil and paper. It's the process, and I think that that kind of sums it up. Okay, guys. Um, as always, the uh, wayclip recap for this can be found in the show notes. And when we come back, Kurt, I'm going to pass it over to you. I don't know if you've got lasers um, to do the <laughs> um, the Americas chat. Okay. Thanks right. for your comments, guys, and we'll see you in a sec. Hi. Welcome back, and time for the Americas recap. This week, a busy chat, which I didn't really know the topic where they were going to go, because the title was Let's Get Social. Um, I hinted on social media. Then it turned out to be all about the stories that you have in school, um, which really interested me. 
and hearing how people would share that. So that's exactly what happened. Talked a little bit about the tools and then the one best thing. And to kick that off, I picked out the tweet of the week, which came from a principal, um, Joe Rodia, who is Principal Jay Rodia. And he said, stories are our school. They make it real. They speak to the heart of your community and the relationships you have developed. Talking about your school through stories helps others understand that you can care about the people and not the programs first. So I thought that was a very powerful message um, during these days. And then for the questions, guys, I kind of mashed up two questions because um, question two and question three came together about social media. And, and the first one was, what platforms and tools do you use to both create and tell your uh, school stories on social media and why? And then question three was, share your one best thing or most successful strategy for promoting your school story using social media. Um, the questions and the answers um, lined up. And some of the answers that were um, thrown out there, one by Dr. John Albert, who is uh, John Albert 91. Um, he's only 10 more than you, Martin. Um, <laughs> Uh, he said, our one best thing is to amplify the student's voice, uh, showcase the work they are doing in and out of the classroom. And maybe for new ADEs who are listening, um, one best thing, I think it was just launched in the, in the community. Um, we'll talk a little bit about what that means. Um, but Andy Lizer, who was very active during this tweet, he had a few really good replies in there that I highlighted. He said, our um, hashtag ISD200 iKids and students are producing a weekly video announcement episode in clips each Friday to share with one another and our community. And um, it's a chance to share what they do, how they grow, and what makes them awesome. And he threw in a blog, um, his seesaw blog called uh, uh, Little Raider. Um, I think it's actually, it's the, yeah, the Little Raider News. And we'll include that in the show notes. So it's all mm -hmm. about sharing those little stories and uh, what we would say celebrate the successes in school that we don't get a chance to throw out there. And in, I don't know if it was the same for you in Europe, but over here in the U.S. on Monday, we were um, celebrating Teacher Appreciation Day. Um, so this topic couldn't come in a, in a better way. What have you guys done to share your stories in school and, and what tools are you using for that? What are you, uh, Martin? Uh, a lot of the time, if I'm sharing something, it's mostly examples of the work that pupils have done. And we use Twitter for that. Um, we have my personal Twitter account that I use. And the school has um, a sort of marketing department who tweet from um, the official Twitter account. So if we have a, a, like a story where we're celebrating success, a lot of that goes out from Twitter, um, which, is, which is quite good, and on the school website. How about you, Johan? Yeah, we actually did some, uh, what do you say, advertising small short films about uh, the students and how they um, actually felt about the school and what was good. And they were commenting on on the school and the teachers and uh, it had a quite strong impact. So we have those as a, a, as a base and then we tweeted out um, using that. Um, which was really nice, and there were professional movies or or videos, oh, wow. you would say. Uh, and I liked it a lot because it was from a student's perspective, and then it was from actually also a preschool or kindergarten perspective. So there were four-year-olds that were talking 
uh, and that was quite powerful. I liked that a lot. Okay. Um, and it was quite good actually for for the school because uh, the new parents were um, uh, looked at the videos and and um, yeah they were interested and uh, a lot of them came because of that. I, I must say. What do you do? So it's your... worth it. Sorry. Sorry, it's worth it. That's the only thing I would yeah, say. Yeah, 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 because the highlights, again, we talk about um, going back to the uh, the Emmaus chat, all that work to be able to share it and, and let people know, like, hey, this is what we're doing in school. Um, I think that's a very powerful message to be social. Um, what about the take on that, Matt, from a university point of view? Um, is it important for a university to to be active on social media and to to show what what's happening like or for future teachers to show like hey this is my potential um, yes yeah so both really so we we actively encourage our students to set up professional twitter accounts to share what they're doing because you know we live in a world where you need to be more than just a, a cv these days you know people want to know who you are as well and, and what you've done yeah so we really want them to sort of share their stories um in that way as well as using that, obviously, to show people why they should come to do teacher training with us. I think that's a big part as well. You know, what makes us unique in, in teacher training? What are you going to get that's different? And, you know, what it's like, you know, if, if I stand there and tell people what it's like to come to university, then obviously I'm going to say that I work for the university. I've got a, a vested interest. But when you hear it from the students themselves, it's it's more real. It's more authentic because they're the ones going through it and they... You know they're not being paid to say it. They're 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 saying what they enjoy and they're saying what they like doing. I think those stories then can inspire the next generation of teachers to mm. to want to do the same thing and realise that it is possible. And I've seen what happens in schools, and I want to be part of that. And, and maybe that's that's where I go to do it. Yeah. We also use pages quite a bit to to actually create books. You know we do we do projects in schools, and we encourage the students to to publish what they've done in schools. Scott Han who's you know been on the show before is, is a prime example of that and he, he's written a book as part of my series telling the story of something he's done as part of his teaching experience so yeah. nice i would like to uh, highlight a book that uh, made a difference for one of the principals um that i worked with in in belgium while i was there in, uh, in those schools and that was um, a book uh, called your school rocks so tell people um and what this was is um it's a few principals who wrote a book on how to use uh, technology. And um, one of the things I remember from um, what I've seen in the school afterwards was that the principal did, their, did his walkthroughs. So he came into your lesson and he would snap a picture, shoot a little video. And then uh, by the end of the week, he would sit in um, either in his office and he would call in a few students and he would record a little video with them about what they learned in the week and um, then posted it up on YouTube. And he had the similar response as what the principal in the book said, is that all of a sudden parents were coming to him because his face was out there and he was not the person you would be called into um, to his office. Like if you had to go to the principal, it's, it's still like a student. Oh, what have I done? Um, so parents, the, the, those relationships in the community started growing. Um, they also talked about using iMovie trailers, um, to create and then share seems to be the big things are Facebook, Twitter, and, and Instagram. Um, can you agree on that? Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, so, so the answers that came from that um, in the chat were the Instagram accounts like Jody Denheimer said, and I like to pull out those examples as um, she said, for my sustainability club, our kids just started an Instagram account and we have a website to share all of our fun projects. So she's encouraging her kids early on to start uh, sharing. Um, Maria, I mean, I'll go ahead, Johan. Oh, sorry. I, I mean, I think you should have like a website that keeps all the stuff that you're doing in a more traditional form and then and then tweets or whatever you want to do from that yeah. because it brings it in. So like if you talk to any advertising um, company, it would say that you have to have it on your web page because when you click that link, it will take it to your web page. And then they will be, they want to discover more about it. So that's why just tweeting in a free tweet, that's one thing. But if you tweet from something that's on your web page, it will bring people in. And I think that's quite important, yeah. what I understand. Yeah, connecting them. Oh. And that's what Mariah Rackley, uh, who is Mrs. Rackley CCMS, said. Our one best thing is connecting our students to our school. I start every morning with a message on Twitter and Instagram to connect with as many students and staff as I can. Then it's all about showcasing our students, staff, and um, their amazing accomplishments. So sharing that work um, seems to be the thing. And, and then connecting and sharing that on multiple platforms yeah. um, where, where a lot of yeah. people are. Which is, a, um, which is a good idea. I mean, I'm all for, I'm all for, for work being shared on as many platforms as, as possible. I don't know if necessarily putting the pupils in charge of that is, is, a, is a move that I would encourage. I mean, they've got plenty of time to, to, to use that on their own. I think, you know, as long as we're going down the safe and responsible route, um, safe and responsible use route with them, then it's it's okay. But it's a fine line, isn't it? It's a very 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 fine yeah. line. Yeah, always. I mean, I don't know about okay. age over there, um, but I think we can assume that you have to be over thirteen to get an account on social media. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll need to have like a teacher who's tweeting from from the class. Yeah, it's got to be the teacher account, and then the the, the kids are using her account to tweet or their yeah. account to tweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and set it up in a in a safe way um to round this up guys there was one really nice tweet it's not the tweet of the week um but it ties in with um what we just been talking about at the previous uh recap and this one comes from laurie duran she said i love the quote from david hockney that says i draw flowers every day on my iphone he told me and send them to my friends so they get fresh flowers every morning uh -huh. my flowers <laughs> last making uh -huh. and sharing is the beauty of digital tools. So to recap that, America's Chat, and Mia Morrison made a wakelet with all the links and everything I've been talking about. We're going to include that in the podcast notes. But most important now is I can't wait to hear a new jingle and a new segment on the show. Over <laughs> to you, Matt. Oh, brilliant. Nice. Thanks, Kurt. When we come back, we'll have that brand new segment. <laughs> Free jingles. More free jingles. <laughs> I got the little fella to join in today. I was going to oh, see. Ah, see? And, and He's working with thinking. a producer. Here's my thinking behind it. You can't be nasty to a 10-year-old. So 
you can't say my <laughs> I think it's frowned upon, but I think we could, but we won't. Yeah. I think it's Technically, that's making them prepare them for life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Telling them learn to learn to cope with rejection. Say that to a six-year-old Johan who wanted to become a dancer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, guys, uh, welcome to this week's new segment, um, Ideas with Matt. I don't know how we came up with the name. Um, You know, we we played around with a few different uh, versions. We went from questions with Matt, ideas with Matt. There we go. Um, You know, it's a little bit different, but... uh, I think you're missing out the... I think you're missing out the the number of highly hilarious ones that I put out. You know, we we did have some interest. It was yeah. it was a it felt like a late it's night. A creative brainstorming. Go on, go on. Brainstorming. Let's go on the road to innovation. It's car mass. Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna understand this. I know. <laughs> we can only apologise for yeah. for Martin. We're trying to find a way to be rude to. Uh, how old are you, Martin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you just did it. Uh, I know, okay. but it doesn't oh. worry about me. <laughs> okay, guys. So, ideas with Matt. So, the, the, the concept behind this segment is I'm just going to – you guys are full of ideas. You, you guys are so innovative, come up with some um, amazing things and share it on, on Twitter and, and in books, etc. So, let's share some of that to the audience now. So, picking up on some of the things we talked about last week with music, we talked again about you know being creative um, – when have you guys used music uh, to be innovative in some of your teaching? What what sorts of things have you done? What can you share to our listeners? Martin, over to you. Okay, so one of the ones that I like to do is um, teach kids all about the, the beat of a music, but tie that into code. So we have the speedos out and we have them pick a song. So usually we will rock you or something like that with a, with a nice, straightforward one, two, three, four, what, yeah style of beat and what the kids have to do is they have to alternate the and um, they have to alternate the lights the leds on the sphero to match the beat of the song so we get the the kids to, to code it they they count the beats and they put it into a loop we then have the we then have the class sitting with our spheros i've got my ipad connected to the the board we we start to play the song and as i press play they press start and we get this sphero light show that plays in tune with the music. Um, I've got a couple of videos examples that I'll put into the show notes, but it's a it's a really nice sort of fun lesson that ties in music and coding. Um, that two things that don't always necessarily go together, but because of the beat of the music and the the sort of the loop and the repeating pattern that you can teach within coding, especially something like Sphero, which has this block based program. It makes it really easy and straightforward for kids to get that connection. Love it. Thanks. That's that's a great one. Johan? Yeah, I um actually all these things with iPads and, and digital for me started uh when I had two kids that I met in my class. And uh, one of the kids he had really low self esteem and we were doing the evolution part. And um, he said, I'm not going to do any test. I'm not going to write any essay. I, I, I don't care. And I knew he was really, really good uh, playing a guitar. And I think I have a song with him uh, here. So I'm see if I can play it. Um, can you hear it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's quite good, yeah? 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if he starts singing as well. Could you get him to do a jingle for me? Uh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> He's quite alright, yeah? That's, that's good. Yeah, so I, I said, can't you write me a song then? So he was thinking about it and um, he came back a week later, five minutes and 20 seconds. And the song is uh, the evolution song, The Life of Peter the Buffalo. And the funny part is that um, I'm going to tell you um, a part of the lyrics, which is really cool. So um, the small buffalo named Peter was the slowest in the herd. He couldn't keep the tempo of the rest of the buffaloes. He was chased by a dangerous lion, and it was pretty obvious who would die first. After the death of Peter, the herd became altogether faster. And the cool thing about this is that not really the first part. So if he gets killed because he was the slowest, that's survival of the fittest. Everyone knows that. Do you all? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like basic thing. And he was in year nine here. But the cool part here is that he says, after the death of Peter, the herd became altogether faster. So if you kill off the, the slowest genes, the mean of all the genes become faster. You understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's second year university level understanding of evolution. And he didn't even want to write an essay. Wow. That's why I, th- why I think... Uh, you know, digital and art are beautiful sometimes. That is great. I'm also slightly concerned. Are you saying that if you th- if you three get rid of me, this podcast will be better? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have more time eating ice cream, though. It's almost as if, you know, when we had tails and the tail fell off, we, we needed it at the time, but when it was gone, we never really... It's. I'm not comparing you to a tail map, but yeah. What are you talking about? I don't know. That was that was me trying to show that I knew something about evolution. Yeah. But anyway, really, oh, I... over to Kurt. <laughs> How do I follow pick, something like that? Pick this uh, back up, please, Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, to pick it back up, I will um, not give you one but three ideas oh, um, that I'll throw out there. Um, as you know, ISTE is a is a big event, and during ISTE we run an ADE playground where teachers can come and play and be inspired. And um, on one of the stations, um, we are going to do one thing that's called a drum pattern. And because it's in Philadelphia, colonial influence, um, it's going to be an, an inspired by that time. So using the drum pattern, thinking about the flutes and, uh, and the drums from them. Are you There's... dressing up? No, not me. I am. Uh, I am still European in that way. Um, <laughs> I will, I'll have a small hint somewhere, <laughs> as you know me, but I'm not the big uh, dress-up kind of guy. Um, the second thing that we're doing is, what if George Washington would be like an Avenger? So you would have to make a theme song um, for him. And I've been collaborating with um, both Samuel Wright and Ian Hughes on that. Um, who are listening and who've done some jingles for us too. And um, Eon's shown me something that's a mix of Superman, Star Sprangled Banner, and um, Rocky. 
um, which if you come to the playground, you can actually play around with that track. That's cool. Um, Martin, that's, that's something cool. for you, man. Definitely. I'm just yeah. I'm making notes. Cause that's... And then the, the last one, good that you mentioned, Martin, um, starts all with a shortcut. So there's a website <laughs> that archives all the famous speeches. See? And yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and then um, there's a shortcut that says download file. And when you go to the website, you open up an MP3 with the speech. You run the shortcut. It downloads and saves it in, um, into your files. And then from GarageBand, you can open that file, cut the speech up into small pieces and start using the samples to create your own historical hip-hop, rap, EDM, whatever version you want to do. Smash it up with uh, life loops and keep it in a theme. So those three ideas you can come and play with during the ADE playground. Great ideas. Thanks Loving so the shortcuts. Loving one, it. One thing to say, so so the reason I, I sort of brought that up as, as this week's kind of topic, a student of mine, Sarah Smart, um, presented today about how she's been doing some work in schools looking at music to support other areas. So she was looking at music to support um, children that struggled with literacy development. Um, and in her research found some great ways that just the, the idea of keeping beat helps children read. Um, oh, yeah. And actually she had seven students in this class who would not read out loud. They just, you know, as much as you ask them would not read in front of the class. And after doing probably two weeks of interventions, getting them to play around with beats and making beat patterns and all of this. Thank you very much. They, um, <laughs> they, they ended up singing a rap all together. They were only going to do it to, to the teacher but they themselves said no we want to do it to the whole class and she filmed this and they they're perfectly in time with each other and she showed me the development from when they first started they couldn't keep beat at all they couldn't say their name to a beat two two and a half weeks later when they were doing it in front of the whole class and doing this perfect rap and when they fell out of time they managed to pick it back up again because they understood the rhythm of language uh, and I just thought it's just you know being creative with how you teach things is really important and music can be a really really good way into that so guys great great ideas guys if you can get to isti those those workshops from kurt sound like they'd be a, a whole lot of fun so mm -hmm. it's a bunch of ades so it's on the wednesday of isti from nine to one um playground hashtag join and play sounds great awesome. love it guys yeah. thank you so much great Yo, 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 it's that time of the show that we like to call Wrap Up. Guys, it's been a great show this week. We've had a brand new section with a brand new jingle creator. Matt, keep him on uh, retainer. I think you've got a really good jingle maker there. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Christmas CD. That's coming well, out. I can't. Yeah, I can't wait. With I can't wait for Christmas, Matt. I can't need wait a, for a summer hit first. Summer, Matt. Oh, so jingles, summer. jingles aren't just for Christmas. Yeah, like Matt with a jingle, Johan with our dance routine. Perfect. I Honestly, mean... we've got a bestseller coming up, guys. We really do. We've got a <laughs> platinum album. So, if people are loving this chat, if they are loving what we are saying and they're loving all the stuff that we are coming out with, how can they connect with us? Why so, do you say if? <laughs> well, yeah, sorry. Because people are loving what we're saying, how can they connect with us? Johan, where can people find you? Um, at Anderson S underscore edu. 
Great stuff. Matt, what about you? I'm at Matt6453. And if they want to get in touch with you, if we got a hashtag in terms of asking you some sort of short thing that might be called a question. So I, I'm like chucking another one. So, yeah, if, you, if you've got any questions for the team, you can hashtag questions with Matt. I'm thinking on my feet now, if if you want to know some ideas for things, let's go, I don't know, ideas with Matt, maybe? <laughs> That's off the top of your head. That's, off a top my good, head. that's a great one. To How come did up you with. come up with that? I, I'm just feeling really creative at the moment. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kurt, we've been talking about shape your wisdoms. If people are, um, you know, like Matt, getting stumped by some of your picture and shape brain teasers. I know all of them. Yeah. <laughs> How can they get in touch with you? No, for me, that's at Mr. Kurt. That's M-E-E-S-T-E-R-K-U-R-T. Perfect. And brain just... fe- freezers. That's like eating too much ice cream, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Kurt, while I've got you, could you um, give us a preview of what is coming up on next week's Apple EDU chat? Yes. Um, and I'll start with the, uh, with the Maya first. Um, and that's all about iPad game changers. So let's see what's happening there. I see an iPad coming out of the box. And that's Matt Warney or Warn. Matt Warren. Warren, yeah. Yeah, Warren, Warren, yeah. yeah. Okay, first, time, first time post. Nice. 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 Mm-hmm. And then over here, um, I've got the privilege of hosting a chat together Ooh. with um, Cheryl Davis, who's uh, at Digital Teacher. And we're going to talk about teachers as learners first. So all about professional learning and how you can keep growing and become a learning professional. Uh, lots of resources and um, things to keep going for next week. Kurt, can I just say that that advert for your chat is just, be- it's just been, it's beautiful. It's been so well made. Yeah, I think so too. It's, Thank it's you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I had done. most of my best work out to other people. This is true. You're quite good at, you're quite good at delegating. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of good chats coming up next week. Um, all that's left is for us to hear from Johan and giving us a, the little recap. Yeah, so thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Uh, listeners, comments and ratings keep us high in the ranking so that new listeners can find us. Please be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. But Martin, Yes, sir. If you want to ask a question or leave a comment, how do you do that? Yeah, so we've spoken about the hashtag questions with Matt, but if you're like former um, guest host on the show, Rachel Smith, and you like to leave your voice and actually hear what we're saying, um, then you can go to our anchor page, anchor.fm forward slash last hyphen recap last night hyphen recap i think it is and there's a little button there that says leave a voice message you leave your voice message and if um you you leave us a message we'll have it read out on the air matt will read it matt may even make you a jingle um as well you know get your own (laughs) jingle if you leave us a question but hopefully that doesn't put you off and you still leave us a voice message (laughs) i thought it was the other way around (laughs) 
<laughs> Matt I'm won't make you a jingle if you put your if we make exactly. you inundated that's, if we say that. You, there won't be a jingle if you leave a question. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has been a really fun show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we have enjoyed recording it this week. We hope to hear from you all soon. Guys, let's say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm going to put it in my rucksack and then see you next week. (laughs) Nice. We'll see you next week. Ice cream. Bye.